0: Welcome to the Coaching Talks podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey. Which are the top 10 challenges top executives are facing nowadays? Episode one. This week, we'll talk about the main concerns companies are having at the moment and what they can do to tackle them. Together with executive coach, Mark Siles and the business coach, Daniel Pascual. And now, relax and enjoy. Welcome back! This is Mark speaking. In the current business climate of increasing complexity and uncertainty, there are many shared concerns among CEOs and executives worldwide, regardless of the industry they are in or type of business they operate. We'll visit the main challenges CEOs and executives are facing together with Daniel Pasquale. Originally from Germany, he lives in Spain and he is a senior executive and business coach with more than 16 years of experience. He has a long international business background as executive in multinational companies of the chemical and business consulting sector. At the moment, he designs and leads globally advanced development programs and seminars for executives about leadership, business development, communication and high performance in Vistage. Vistage is the world's most trusted executive coaching company for CEOs, with over 23,000 members worldwide. Today we have Daniel on the phone. Welcome to our show.
1: Many thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure. And I'm open to share with you all what I know.
0: That's great, Daniel. So let's start right away. Which are the top 10 challenges you have observed that CEOs and executives are facing at the moment?
1: Let me share with you what I learned from my coaching clients and the peer advisory groups that I had lead during this last year. For this first podcast, we can start with the top five challenges of my list, Mm -hmm. which are continuously appearing in the strategic discussions of the board meeting. So for me, number one is not staying behind the digital transformation. So it is a fact. At the end, technology trends are affecting and will affect even more in the next years, unpredictably, our businesses. So, technologies based on robotics, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, or also challenges that are created by crypto security, or let's say the appearance of cryptocurrency, are aspects a CEO needs to be aware of. What I see is that a CEO must not become now an expert in this field, Mm -hmm. but somebody who, who can follow the discussion between a clear overview and understanding about the critical point. He must be comfortable leading the internal discussion in the organization with all areas involved so that it is reflected in the strategic reflection of the company. Every day, there are hundreds of articles about digital transformation, so it's very easy to be overloaded with information and, let's say, get confused about what is really going on and coming next. In this situation, you need to focus and identify good and trustful resource. From one of my clients, I got the suggestion to find one or two experts who are involved in real digital transformation process. So find, for example, another CEO or another executive whose company is in the middle of a change due to digital transformation and have regular encounters. It can be something like inviting him for lunch, have regular calls, ask him for critical questions, whatever, Mm -hmm. this will help you.
0: That's a very good observation, especially the one about uh, when the executives are supposed to keep a bit their hands off. And I've noticed as well some challenges when somebody who has been extremely good, uh, a good technician, is suddenly, suddenly promoted uh, to be a, a director or, or a CEO. And when they have to be more hands off and become an observer, not just a doer. So that's uh, one of the main challenges, and I also experienced that myself in the past. So I can see that being a big issue at the moment.
1: Right, right. So then my second uh, point of the list is the challenge of how to find and uh, retain talent, top talent, mm-hmm. and uh, you can also call it how to engage people, or just in many companies you will find this under the title of people engagement. So. Most of my coaching clients, and specifically the companies of some industries like telecommunications, they struggle to find good help. And and this is the effect of a good or, let's say, stable economy. In bad times, employees are everywhere. So in good times, all the good employees are heavily employed and taken care of. You must learn to recruit talent in a good economy and then be able to develop it from internal resources in bad times. That is the well-known formula that always works. Companies need to find ways to engage employees in new ways. And it may be different from each one. As a CEO, think about it. Are your employees mission-driven? Or are they more vision-driven? Do they thrive on cooperation, on teamwork? So you need to make sure that in the organization, it is understood what drives each employee and create a work experience that matches them. Especially
0: when uh, thinking which are the type of questions when you're recruiting that are made nowadays. Uh, I heard from quite many of my customers that uh, when they try to recruit somebody, they will be asked questions like, uh, okay, so what's what's the purpose of the company? What is the mission of what you try to achieve beyond making money? And not everybody is ready to answer that type of question and how important it's becoming, especially for the new generations coming up to understand what is the purpose of what they will be doing before just getting a salary. Or in other words, also, which are the chances for them to develop themselves? What is their personal growth opportunities they will observe? I don't know, have you had the same kind of comments from uh, the executive you have been coaching, Daniel?
1: Yeah, exactly that. So what we see now is that probably with the entrance of the millennials or the new generation, the generation Z, for example, you see that this kind of questions are so crucial. So it's not only about, as you said, about salary. It's not only about status. It's not only about Mm -hmm. the dimension of the company. It's more what is, or let's say the why, why this company really exists what is coming next in the next year and if this is not powerful enough it does not connect with the talent that you're looking for you can forget it so when we say search for people engagement is more offer something that is so real that it connects automatically with the talent you're looking for
0: organization's ability to learn and translate that learning into action rapidly is the ultimate competitive advantage. Jack Welch, former CEO of General Electric. So the first two challenges we have seen so far, it's number one, not staying behind the digital transformation, and number two, how to find and retain top talent. So Daniel, which would be the next one?
1: Yeah, so when you cover these two main or let's say critical challenges, you can then really move to number three. And number three for me is nurturing a powerful company culture. This is crucial to understand that after digital transformation is covered, after you have the right people at the right place doing the right things, it's now the culture, now what covers everything. And I know it can be hard to nurture a company culture in the current business climate and as the company is in constant change process. so. As a CEO, you are perhaps keen on retaining the vibrant and collaborative culture you have. My advice here keep things simple, stick to your vision and values. This will enable you to integrate culture nourishment into operations and also continuously evolve without losing the core value. For example, mm-hmm. you can identify and adapt. How new training and rewards can align with the culture.
0: That's an amazing point, especially when thinking how important uh, the behaviors and the actions of the CEO and executive will become as them becoming a kind of a showroom. So if one of the values and one of the things they will be saying is that teamwork is important, do they behave accordingly? Do they also practice that value within their own management team? As Peter Drucker said once, uh, culture eats a strategy for breakfast, right? So it's not going to be yeah, anymore yeah. what that great poster on the wall will say, as we mentioned in our last podcast, but also about how the behavior of the executive team will uh, will create example
1: for the rest to follow. Uh, yes, Mark, absolutely. That's, that's so correct. Think about that. If the management team does not really, not only live, but give examples through their values, you can forget everything afterwards. So just giving orders is, let's say, it's the um, old leadership style of just because of my hierarchy or because of my title, uh, people just follow me, you can forget it. But if there are values and you as a manager or as a leader really fulfill this vision of implementing them, mm-hmm. you will have followers. And that's the formula right now.
0: That's right. Uh, I remember a comment made by uh, K. Tum, a writer and a thought leader. The real competitive advantage in any business is uh, one word only, which is people. And even if this is so yeah. obvious for many executives, I've really seen people as a part of the company's strategy. And if so, the most common actions taken have been just skills training. And that's it. I think that develop people means much more than that. It's to focus on developing people to support them for growth, to support their struggle through change, and work as well with their self-awareness and personal development.
1: That's so true, Mark. At the end, you see that also my SEO clients, they have people in their agenda mm-hmm. as a topic, as a task. But if you ask in which position they have people, you can find it in number 12, 15, mm-hmm. sometimes 20. So. Yes, they know it. Yes, they 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 know also how what to do or need to be done, but it must become a priority. The problem right now in organization is that people is a common topic. It's discussed, but it, it does not have the priority level that it should have.
0: Excellent. Which links us to the number four.
1: Yes, number four for me is finding time for yourself, finding time for reflection. So my CEO clients know perfectly that. Having a time for reflection and also thinking is so crucial for them to get clarity and a strategic process in motion. The truth is that it is not easy and it is hard time to find this space, but they schedule space in their calendar and challenge themselves to treat it as a priority, just as they do for other meetings. Mm. For me, this shows at the end a kind of commitment from the CEO with trying to achieve excellence in his leadership.
0: You mentioned now just priorities, and I believe that one of the most important things to understand that this is not about prioritizing the tasks that you have in your agenda, but it's about making sure that your priorities are in your agenda. Yeah, this, uh, this reminds me of a case I had with a client a while ago when he was repeating to me over and over again how important his family was for him, and I asked him, okay, show me your agenda." Let's take a look at actually how much time you dedicate to what uh, you are saying that is number one. In that second he just noticed that there was not a single minute booked even over the weekend. So that is one of the the core things. Do you want to understand uh, what is the priority for you? Check your agenda and it's really easy to see going backwards. Which traces do you have of how you have been investing your time?
1: Exactly, exactly. This is also regarding, let's say, all these topics about time management <laughs> and uh, trying to fit all the things we need to do and, and push it and press it into our agenda. And at the end, when you uh, ask questions like you're doing now, uh, Mark, like what is really important for you? Are you really following the things that are really important in your life or for your family? And at the end, you see that nobody is really planning it in the, in the right way mm-hmm. or in a way that makes really sense. So therefore... Coming back to my point number four is you need to have this time. And time means that there is no interruption. There is nothing coming inside of this, let's say, clean space where you are calm, where you have really the overview and the understanding. What is happening? What is missing? What needs to be done?
0: You also mentioned the importance of creating a space for reflection. Uh, I saw some some weeks ago that you had a very nice retreat in Spain uh, with seals, so to oh, create yeah. as well that space for uh, uh, reflection and tranquility. How was that
1: experience? Well, that was an awesome experience. The two-day retreat I did last December with one of my visitage groups was just an awesome experience because we were in a place. It was in the mountains of Mont here in Catalonia. And it was not only an enriching experience for the members, but also for myself. (laughs) The place we did this uh, retreat was far away from any city or town. The hotel was in the middle of the forest. And in this quiet place during the two days, we reflected not about what happened in 2008. This was done. This was over. Mm-hmm. Not about the business or the economy or the challenges and problems we all have and are facing. It was more about what do we want to do next? But what do we want to do next with our business, with our families, and, and, and the most important of all, what we want to do with ourselves as human beings and with our life? So we define it. Two simple questions. What is really important for me in this life? Second question, for what? I want to live for. Mm-hmm. And to do that, to really do that, you need to stop, disconnect start to really relax. And we took for relaxation half day. So we did different exercise, but it was so complex to get that kind of relaxation, <laughs> to cut really from the daily job and the daily uh, pressure that then after we really started to be relaxed, then we started with the key question. So we asked ourselves what was happening. And then the great part is about listening. Mm-hmm. And we need to learn again to listen in a very profound, deeply and honest way. So imagine these two days, were about stopping, relaxing, asking deep questions but then start to learn again to listen into ourselves so if you do this in a trustful and secure environment like we have in a Vistage group so many hard but also beautiful realities will flourish and come up to the surface this will really really help you to get back all this clarity and this energy we lose many times during the day during the week and over the year and then suddenly you connect again with all that and then you can start planning business or planning strategically and you, you will be really amazed about what you can then start to develop. And this was the retreat for me. Two days of disconnecting and connecting with yourself.
0: I think that the main point that you mentioned about uh, learn to listen to yourself again, there is a very similar uh, or with the same purpose a retreat we perform every year in Finland. Uh, just once per year it's called uh-huh. Find Yourself also with professionals and executives in the uh, beautiful, deep uh, Finnish nature. And that is one of the main core benefits that participants are saying over and over yes. again. It's in this hectic world, it's so easy to lose lose connection with oneself. So Absolutely. to be able to yeah. initiate again that dialogue, it's just something that gives so much clarity and calmness that it's uh, it creates uh, a unique uh, unique space. Daniel what happens then when we decide uh, to undertake this growth journey but we have to face as uh, as well the reality of the day-to-day issues
1: oh yeah that's that's a great question thank you Mar for bringing this question up because yes they they must be connected in a way they must go together what this journey cannot be is like an event that you do once or twice per year for Mm -hmm. a couple of days or every day during, let's say, my five to ten minutes visualization or meditation exercises. This cannot be like that. Yeah, This journey of finding reflection must be implemented and found in, in, the, in the small things we do in, in the daily routine, in the habit. So we need to find commitment. Commitment with what we defined or found out during this, this exercise and experiences. And this means that after we move on, We go back to reality, yeah, or let's say to the daily uh, job. We need to have a plan and say, okay, how can we implement it? And this is the key point. It's not about the big changes. It's not about the big plan or let's say the the big um, titles we give our life, how we want to change. This is more about reflecting, taking strong decisions, and then on a daily basis, we move on. It's like a (laughs) compound effect or compounding effect. What we do is, Every day, if we do small little things, little changes, we will see that we start to get used to the big change. That takes us to the next challenge being able to make progress in the middle of the whole uncertainty and chaos. As a CEO, you are most of the time getting distracted and being pulled in so many directions when trying to balance the transformation of your vision into a business reality while maximizing results today. So it is so important to take time to communicate constantly and also engage your teams in both the excitement of creation as well as the dedication to providing results. This will provide the reassurance and sense of stability and organization needs.
0: Especially, I think, when a CEO, or an executive, tries to combine the long-term vision with the short-term action, it's really important to keep both in mind, right? So what do we want to achieve in the long, yeah. in the long run? What is that vision will serve as a compass for what we do? And then what are we going to do about it today, exactly. tomorrow, and during the next weeks to come? These are the five first challenges we have seen today. Number one, not staying behind the digital transformation. Number two, how to find and retain top talent. Number three, nurturing a powerful company culture. Number four, finding the time for yourself for reflection. And number five, being able to make progress in the middle of the whole uncertainty and chaos. So make sure that you follow up on our next podcast so you can find out which are the last five top challenges that CEOs and executives are facing at the moment. Thank you for listening to our bi-weekly podcast. And remember, this is about spreading and sharing the knowledge. So feel free to forward this audio to anybody you believe could get any benefit out of it. Coaching Talks Podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey.